Well, today I want to conclude a series that we've been in entitled, Hello, My Name Is, and this series has been on the names of God. And uh, this last week I was reading out of Psalms chapter 8, where it says, O Lord, O Lord, or it says, O Lord, our Lord, how excellent, how great, how majestic is your name in all the earth. And then in the very next chapter, chapter 9, verse 10, it actually says, And those who know your name will put their trust in you, for you have never forsaken those who seek you. And so when we learn the name of God, when we really apply ourselves to understanding God's name, we can learn to trust God because he's true to his name. As we've been looking at over the last several weeks, we have looked at the fact that God's name is revealed, that he is a healer, he is, uh, he's the God who gives us victory, he's, he's our peace, he, he is present with us, he is our righteousness. Come on, can I get a good amen out there? And uh, today we're going to look at another one of God's names, and that is Jehovah-Rohi. Jehovah-Rohi means the Lord is our shepherd. And so today we're going to be looking at the shepherding care of God, and we're going to go straight to the scripture where we find this, and this is found in Psalms 23. And so just follow along as I read it aloud to you. It says, the Lord is my shepherd. In fact, let's say that right there. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want Okay, so let me read the rest of it. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his namesake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup runs over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Jehovah Rophi starts out literally, the Lord is my shepherd. The Lord is our shepherd, and that's his name. That's who he is. And so uh, let's pray right now. Father, thank you for your presence here today. God, we've already felt and experience the grace and the love of your presence when we were singing and worshiping you. And I just pray that in these next few moments, God, that you would just put a, um, just to conclude, God, this, this morning, God, in your presence with your word. God, help us to understand what it means that you are our shepherd and how we live in that reality. And so we invite you now, come be with us in Jesus name and everybody says amen so throughout God's word in in the Bible there are what we call metaphors that God gives us word pictures to help us to understand our relationship with God these metaphors are designed to help us understand more who God is and also who we are in relation to that Some of these word pictures are the fact that God is the potter and we are the clay. So God's the potter and and we're just the clay. Then there's another one where Jesus said, I'm the vine, 
you're the branch. Like, I'm the source of life. You just grow out of me and produce fruit out of me. Then there's the metaphor of where Jesus said, I'm the teacher, you're the student. You'll always be learning from me. You'll never get outside of needing me to teach you. The, one of the most beloved metaphors is that God is our heavenly father and we are his children. In fact, we're not even really the king's kids. Technically, theologically, we're children of our heavenly father. We're joint heirs with Jesus Christ. But we're children of our heavenly father. Then there is also uh, the metaphor where that God is our creator. Or he's the artist. And we are the workmanship. How many of you know that you're a work of art today? You probably didn't feel like that when you looked at yourself in the mirror. But you are, in fact, his work of art. Amen. But today we're going to focus on this idea that God is our shepherd. That makes us his sheep, right? David said the Lord is my shepherd. And David knew a little bit about what he was talking about because when he was a young man, he was a shepherd of his father's flock of sheep. And so David knew when he said, the Lord is my shepherd, he knew just how much sheep needed a shepherd. He had realized throughout the course of his life that just what he was as a, fa- as a shepherd to his father's sheep, so that That's what he was to God. That's what God was to him. And because David knew that sheep were, and he had learned this, sheep were by nature dumb. They're dim-witted. They're not very bright. And uh, and in that kind of um, stupidity, if you will, that, that propensity to be that way, they don't know how to... You know, they, they have no sense of direction. They are uh, directionless. They can't find their own way to where they need to get. And uh, also, they're defenseless in and of themselves. They're never able. They're, they're one and only real defense as they flock up together. But if there's no shepherd there to beat off the wolves and the bears, they're just going to get picked off slowly but surely one by one. They, he, David knows. When he said, the Lord is my shepherd... He knows what he's talking about. And he also knew that sheep were utterly and completely dependent. So as a shepherd, David knew that shepherds genuinely, a true shepherd would genuinely care for the sheep. But he also understood that the sheep needed to depend on the shepherd's care. The Lord is my shepherd. And he knew that I'm... I'm, I'm done for if God's not my shepherd. And it's beautiful to say the Lord is my shepherd, but it means that I'm a sheep and I need one. Amen. It's imperative that we understand this shepherding sheep relationship that we have with the Lord because if we don't get this right, we're going to continue to get a lot of things wrong. And God wants us to get this right. And so today what I want to do, I have, <laughs> I have really two very basic, simple points. This is, this is not mind-blowing information, but I feel like 
we all need it and uh, just kind of need to be reminded of it. And the first point that I want to say today is the Lord is our shepherd. (laughs) Doesn't that just blow you away right there? Could you say that with me? Number one, the Lord is our shepherd. In fact, I want you to see it again in Psalms 23, verse 1. It says, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. I, I, want. I, I love the NIV. It says, the Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. There's nothing that I lack in the truth that God is my shepherd. But look at those two little words. He is presently my shepherd personally. In other words, I cannot shepherd my own life. I am not my shepherd. The Lord is my shepherd. I got to stop trying to be in control of my own life and of my own destiny, doing life on my terms and my way because I'm not the shepherd. The Lord is. He is right now my shepherd. Personally, presently, right now, the Lord is my shepherd. Even people we call shepherds and pastors and leaders Ultimately, they are extensions of God's shepherding care, but they're not your shepherd. Listen, as a pastor here, or as the pastor, the overseeing pastor of Abundant Life, I am not your shepherd. I'm an under-shepherd, but I don't have any, I can barely take care of myself. (laughs) Literally. The Lord is your shepherd. He's the one that, to whom you belong. Peter said he is the chief shepherd. There may be other kinds of shepherds, but the Lord is the chief shepherd. Amen. The Lord's in charge. So how does the Lord shepherd us? Well, as the shepherd, the Lord, first of all, he leads us. David said in Psalms 23, He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He goes on to say, he leads me in paths of righteousness for his namesake. In other words, the Lord leads me to places of refreshment because I need refreshing. He leads me to places of rest because I need to learn how to rest and not live life on the edge all the time. He leads me to places, he leads me in the right ways to go because, stop the presses, we don't always know where to go. And yet we make our own choices and our own decisions that lead us down wrong, take us in wrong directions, and then we wonder why we wound up in this mess again. And it's because sometimes we're not following as sheep need to follow. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. In other words, for his purpose and for his glory. He doesn't take me where I want to go for my purpose and for my glory. He takes me where he wants me to be. Amen. Sheep, as I said already, have no real sense of 
direction. They have no internal GPS system. They don't know how to find their own way. And they will very easily get lost and, and wander off into danger zones because they don't know where to go. And that's, that's a depiction. When David said, the Lord is my shepherd, make no mistake, that's what he's saying. That's what he's telling us. I don't know how to get through this. I don't know how to lead my own life. I don't know how to take me where I need to go. I need God's input. I need God's guidance in my life. Israel needed this. When, they, when God delivered them out of the bondage of leadership, they needed God's leadership. It says in Psalm 78, verse 52, it says, But he brought his people out like a flock, and he led the sheep through the wilderness. Is that up there, Psalm 78? should be up there. I want, I want the folks to see this. Is it up there? No, I'm sorry. I should have had that up there. But let me read it for you again. It says, But he brought his people out like a flock. And he led his sheep through the wilderness. How do you like that? Now, Israel, coming out of Egyptian bondage and being led through the wilderness, they didn't appreciate where God was leading them. But how many of you know that God knows best? They didn't appreciate where and how God was taking them, and they were complaining and griping and murmuring the whole way. You may not like where we're at right now. You may not like or appreciate where you're at right now. But listen, don't run through this meadow. If you're here, this is probably where God brought you. Now, I'm not saying that all of the harm and all of the evil and all of the, the, you know, the pervasive things that are going on in the culture. Listen, the, the, when the shepherd led the sheep, it wasn't that he led them through places that they would never experience fear or trouble, but the shepherd was with them. In other words, if, he gotta, if I got to get over to the other side, there are times I got to go through the valley of the shadow of death. But listen, the shepherd's with me. And if I'm going through it, he may want me to get to the other side. And so what I need to stop doing is stop trying to run away from the field God has me in. Amen. I'm doing a lot of screeching up here, which means I'm anointed. We don't like maybe where we're at as a nation, but hey, the Lord is our shepherd. And I'm not saying that God is for all the stuff. God is over all the stuff, and he's my shepherd. He's your shepherd. You don't like where the Lord's brought you? At this phase and this time in your life, if he's your shepherd, he's leading you. I don't know how any other, any other way to say it. I never cease to be amazed at how no matter where I'm at, I always want to be somewhere else. Anybody like me? Right about now, 
This is not winter wonderland. This is bitter wonderland. I want to be in Hawaii right now. Amen. But I live with that in my soul. I'm, and that's a confession. I'm not, I'm not saying I'm proud of that. But oftentimes, I, no matter where I'm at right now, I always want to be, it's that kind of the grass is always greener syndrome. But the problem is, is if I follow after that, this is why I'm ending up in trouble all the time. If we follow God's lead, you really have no other need. He's got you, right? Hey, that's a, what is that? Tweetable. I have no idea. So as our shepherd, he's, he leads us. Here's another thing the shepherd does. He looks after us. He looks after us. Why? Because we need looking after. Why? Because we're dim-witted. And we get lost. And then we get into danger zones and wound ourselves and hurt ourselves or find ourselves getting wounded by other things or other people. And this is what happened to the nation of Israel again. In fact, God had shepherds that he called them prophets, priests, and kings. That's the Lord's shepherds in the Old Testament. He said, I want you to shepherd my people. I want you to lead my people. You're an extension of my leadership over this people. But the prophets and the priests and the kings over generations failed in their responsibility to shepherds God people. And they didn't lead them into the word of God. They didn't lead them into the green pastures and bring them to where God wanted them to be. And they forsook the people and they neglected the people and they, and they turned the people away from God. And then it just brought all kinds of harm and shame and brokenness to the nation to the point where the Lord said, all right, that's enough. I'll be the shepherd. I'll do it myself. You can't put your trust in man. You can't look for other people to be what you want them to be. God is your shepherd. And he said, I'll, I'll take care of these folks myself. And this is what he said in Ezekiel chapter 34, verse 11. He says, for thus says the Lord God, indeed, I myself will search for my sheep. I will seek them out. And then he says in verse 16, look at what he does when he finds them. He said, I will seek I will seek what was lost and bring back what was driven away. I will bind up the broken and I will strengthen what was sick. The Lord said, I'll do it myself. I'll take care of my kids myself. I'll take care of my sheep myself. And Sherry, if you would leave verse 16 up, go back to the first part of that verse and just kind of leave that up. Notice the very first phrase. He said, I will seek what was lost and bring back what was driven away. First of all, the Lord, our shepherd, watches over us by rescuing us when we get lost. And we all get lost. Some of us get lost in a cycle of sin and dysfunction in our soul where we keep falling into that same trap over and over and we're just you know you know what they what you call that i'm not saying you've lost and and are going to hell i'm just saying you're lost you're caught some of us are lost in 
the pain and the brokenness of a failed marriage, of something that didn't pan out, that something that didn't work in my life, and, and we have never been able to snap out of it, and we're lost there. Some of us are lost in deep disappointment at what God didn't do when I needed him to do it. We're stuck there. We're lost there. But you know what Jesus said? He said, what shepherd wouldn't leave the 99 and go after the one that was lost? I'm telling you, the Lord is your shepherd. Why? Because you and I get lost. We get stuck in that place. And he's the only one that can take the crook of his rod and get us unstuck, hallelujah, and pull us back. And he said, I'll bring you back. I'll return you where you need to be, hallelujah. How many of you thank God that he's your shepherd? But also I want you to notice, he said, I'm going to bind up the broken. And that's what he does. He not only rescues the lost, but he restores the broken. Literally, that word bind means to wrap firmly. God knows where you've been hurt. The shepherd knows. He sees where you're wounded. He sees where you're really broken at. And he cares about you. He sees, and he also sees who, he also knows who did it. Which means you just need to let it go. Because he knows, he already knows who did it. But what you really need is not retribution. You need restoration. Amen. And he sees the wound. He sees the bleeding. And he wraps it firmly because sheep can't take care of themselves. They can't heal themselves. They have no medical systems set up where they go to the hospital and Dr. Sheep takes care of them, or Nurse Goat, or whoever. Should have been the other way around. Dr. Goat. They don't have that system set up. The shepherd has to heal them. The Bible says that Jesus went about all the towns and villages, and he was proclaiming the good news. And it says he was healing every sickness and every disease. Why? Because he saw them all like sheep that were harassed and helpless and they had no shepherd. That's why he went about healing the sick and healing all of the diseases and bandaging up the wounds of peoples. And we saw not only that he would raise the dead and drive away leprosy, but he would heal broken hearts and restore broken people. Why? Because he saw them harassed and helpless like sheep that don't have a shepherd. The Lord is your healer. The Lord is your healer. Stop looking to people to be your answer. The Lord is your answer. Amen. I'm not saying you are, but just in case. But also, go to the next slide, if you would, Sherry, the, on that verse. And he says, and I, he said, uh, I'm sorry, go back to the first one. I'm sorry. Let's look at this together. He said, and I will strengthen, next slide, what was sick. The Lord will renew our weakness. 
That sick means to be weak, literally. And he says, I'm going to make strong those who are sick. Sometimes we get sick in the soul and we have a hard time snapping out of it. I was reading when, in preparation for this about sheep who get cast. Now, I don't know exactly why this happens, but I think sheep are a little bit top-heavy, especially when they get a lot of wool on their body, and if they roll over, they get on their back, they can't right themselves. And they're sitting there flailing their legs and trying to get back right, and they're cast. They're cast, sheep. And if the shepherd doesn't show up or doesn't see that and pay attention and surveil that he, and come over and get them right again, they're, they're possibly going to suffer harm. They're certainly going to wear themselves out trying to get up. Amen. This is, reminds me of what David said in Psalms 42.11. He says, why are you cast down? Oh, my soul, why are you disquieted within me? Hope in God, for I shall yet praise him, the help of my countenance, my God. Don't, don't let your downheartedness and your discouragement and your depression and just this sickness of your soul keep you cast. The shepherd's coming. Help is coming. Amen. The Lord is your shepherd. David said, the Lord is my shepherd. He's, he's not only leading me, but he's looking out for me. And he sees me in my place of brokenness. And he can right me. He can get me back up on my feet again. Amen. Amen, church. Let me just say one other thing about the shepherd, how he leads us. And that is he loves us. He leads us. He looks out for us. But really, we need to understand that our shepherd loves us. I want you to notice the tenderness of God's care. In Isaiah chapter 40, verse 11, it says there, He tends his flock like a shepherd. He gathers the lambs in his arms, and he carries them close to his heart. He gently leads those who have young. Look at those words. Look at the words. He gathers the lambs in his arms. He carries them where? Close to his heart. He gently, look at that, he gently leads. See the tenderness of God's care? How much he loves us. Jesus said it like this in John chapter 10. He said, I'm the good shepherd. John 10. He said, I'm the good shepherd. The good shepherd gives his life for the sheep. Let's stay right there. Jesus said, I'm the good shepherd. The good shepherd gives his own life for the sheep. But the hireling, he who is not the shepherd, one who does not own the sheep, sees the wolf coming and leaves the sheep and flees. And the wolf catches the sheep and scatters them. The hireling flees because he's a hireling and does not care. Meaning, I genuinely care. I love my sheep. I'm the one who genuinely loves you. I loved you for who you were. I love you 
So much I'm not going to leave you the way you were. <laughs> amen. Where's my amens out there? I love you all the way. Jesus said, I lay down my life for the sheep. And of course, the Lord was literally saying, I'm going to lay down my life on the cross for my sheep. It's an interesting, keep that thought in your mind because this is the demonstration of the love of God. How many of you remember the scripture that says, this is how God demonstrated his love for us in this, that while we were yet what? Sinners, he did what? He died for us, right? So that's, that's real love. So in the Old Testament, shepherds would help to raise sheep who would then be taken to the tabernacle or to the temple. And in the courtyard, the high priest would slit the throat of that sheep. The blood would drain out. The sheep would lose consciousness. They would divide the sheep and put it on an altar and burn it before God on behalf of the sins of Israel including the shepherd. But Jesus, the good shepherd, died for the sheep. In the Old Testament, the sheep died for the sinner, including the shepherd. But in the New Testament, the shepherd, Jesus, died for the sheep. Now that's love. Isn't that good news? That's how he loves us. So, point number one, the Lord is your shepherd. That's it. He leads you. He's looking after you. He loves you. And are you ready for this? Point number two, are you ready? That makes us his sheep. If the Lord is my shepherd, what am I? Sheep. Everybody say ba. Ba, ba. So, if the Lord is my shepherd, then obviously... I'm the sheep. If he's the shepherd, then I'm responsible to behave like a sheep. Now, I don't want to be dumb. I just am. No. I, I don't, I'm not out to just be ridiculous in my behavior and make bad choices just because that's what I am. But as a sheep, I need to behave like a sheep genuinely need to behave. I am utterly and completely dependent on the shepherd. Amen. Back in the 70s, speaking of groovy Christmas, uh, back in the 70s, there was a song written, I think even Keith Green recorded it. I just want to be a sheep. Ba, ba, ba. Right? I don't want to be a goat. Nope. I just want to be a sheep. And he goes on to say, I don't want to be a Pharisee, because they're so fair, you see. I just want to be a sheep. So I want to talk about how we can be a sheep under such a loving and caring shepherd that we have. So as a sheep, first of all, we need to rejoice thankfully that I'm a sheep and God's my shepherd. I need to be happy about that. This is a really good thing. There can't be anything possibly better for me than to know that he's the shepherd and I'm the sheep, which means I just get to live under his care. Hey, man, simmer down. You're just a sheep. 
Don't take yourself so seriously. You're just a sheep. You're not that smart. You're just a sheep. Isn't it wonderful? All of God's children are dumb. <laughs> Amen. It's okay. Rejoice. Be happy. Be okay with it. In fact, we get this right out of the Bible. Psalms 100 says, Make a joyful shout to the Lord, all you lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. Know that the Lord, he is God. It is he who made us and not we ourselves. We are his people. And what? The sheep of his pasture. Be good with it. Stop trying to run your own life. Just say, Lord, Amen. This should put joy in our hearts. There's nothing so wonderful to know that we are in the palm of his hand. Jesus said, I'm the good shepherd. And he said, you're in the palm of my hand. And nothing by any means shall snatch you out. Man, that... That should bring joy to your heart. He never lets go. And he never gives up. Amen. That's worth praising the Lord over. We need to shift from the complaining and murmuring and griping. Oh, why am I in this field? Why am I here? Why don't you stop whining and enjoy life? I'm speaking to me right now, not to you. Shut up, Tim. So sheep, to be a sheep, rejoice thankfully that you're the sheep and God is the shepherd. But also we need to worship with humility. Psalms 95 verses 6 and 7 says, O come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord our Maker, for He is our God, and we are the people of His pasture and the sheep of His hand. If I'm going to be a sheep, what do I need to do? Look at those words. Go back to verse 6, if you would. Sherry says, oh, come. Notice these words, compounded words. They all basically mean the same thing, but they're different words. Let us worship literally means let us bow down. And then he says, on top of that, and let's bow down, which basically, literally means let's bend our knees. And then he says, let us kneel, which means, in the Hebrew, to bless. So the Lord says, here's how you live as a sheep. You come before his presence. You just say, this is me. This is who I am. I'm not you. And I can't take care of my life. And I can't take care of myself. And so I worship you. I come to lay down my life before you. Amen. Our life is to be one of full surrender to God. True reverence. And complete obedience. That's what it means to worship. To bow down. To kneel. I, I'm nothing without him, and I can get nowhere without him. 
And I need to stop living life on my own terms. Because, remember what it says, for he is our God, which means that I'm not my own God. And we are his people, the people of his pasture and the sheep of his hand. He's got you in his hand. Amen. But also, as sheep, we need to listen carefully. So, as sheep, we need to rejoice and be thankful. We need to worship and surrender our lives to God. But we also need to sharpen our hearing. Now, Psalms 95, I want to come back to this. Psalms 95, verse 7 and 8 says, same place that we were just at, he says, for he is our God and we are the people of his pasture and the sheep of his hand. Today, if you will hear his voice, do not harden your hearts as in the rebellion, as in the day of the trial of the wilderness. He says, as sheep, don't be hard in your heart. Listen for the voice of your shepherd. Listen carefully to when the shepherd is talking to you. Because I got news for you. He's talking to you. Jesus said it like this in John chapter 10. He says, talking about the shepherd, he says, uh, to him the doorkeeper opens, that's the shepherd, and the sheep hear his voice. And he calls his own sheep by name and he leads them out. And when he brings out his own sheep, he goes before them and the sheep follow him for, the sh for they know his voice. So they hear his voice, and then they know his voice. And if you go to verse 16, John 10, 16, it says, And other sheep I have which are not of this fold, them I also must bring, and they will hear my voice, or literally they will listen to my voice. And there will be one flock and one shepherd. How many know that there's only one Lord and one Savior? One church, amen, divided and strung out, and denominationalized, but there's one true church, one flock, and one shepherd over the flock of God. Amen. Come on, that's good news, right? But the thing that I want you to understand here is that the sheep hear his voice, they know his voice, and they listen to his voice. The shepherd's voice is powerful. They hear my voice. It's personal. I call them by name, and it's pleasant, it's peaceful. They listen to me, and they follow me. Amen. Sheep can instinctively discern the voice of their shepherd from everyone else. In fact, they only, true sheep, only respond to their true shepherd. You could go on uh, YouTube today when you go home, and you could Google this, and you can actually watch this play out? Will there have different people go up and try to make the same sound as the actual shepherd? Make the same call and the sheep just keep grazing? They maybe look up like, who's that idiot? <laughs> or whatever. And, <laughs> but they don't respond to it. But the shepherd, the true shepherd will come, make the same call in his own sound. And they perk up right away, and in fact, they run to the voice. Jesus said, my sheep 
hear my voice. They know my voice. They listen to my voice. That's what sheep do. They know that God talks to them. Their Lord, their shepherd is talking to them. The Lord knows you. And the way that you and I navigate through the dangers of the world that we live in is by paying attention to the voice of our shepherd. That's what sheep do. They're better off if they really pay attention. So, therefore, let me just give you real quickly four keys to really paying attention and listening. It starts with the heart. Remember what he said today. Do not harden your hearts. If you, will, if you will hear his voice, don't harden your heart. And so we, what we need to do is we need to check our receiver, and your receiver is your heart. Are you paying attention to the voice of your shepherd? And then, so we, we, need, to, we need a heart check. We need to hear. In other words, we need to find his frequency. God is on a frequency, and you can't find it on Facebook or the radio or television. His frequency is spirit. And you're, that's who you are. You're his children. And so we need to learn to hear what God is saying among all the sounds and all the voices. So that when we, when we hear something that we know that that's not his voice, we're not moved by it. Amen. Come on. Can I get a good amen? Is this okay? I'm almost done. We're almost over. Here's the other thing. We need to know. In other words, discern the sound of God. Now, God, every, we all have a, a sense to discern how God speaks to us. And it's imperative that we really hone in on that, to discern when we know that God is talking to us. And then we listen. Everybody say listen. So it's a heart thing, it's a hearing thing, it's a knowing thing, but it's a listening thing. In other words, here's how you listen. You line it up with the Word of God. Is what I'm hearing verified and validated by the truth that's already known? Because if it's anything that tells you the opposite of what God has revealed in His Word, you need to go back and check your hearing. Amen. I'll just let I'll just take my time and scan. Amen. Because if God's telling you something that is the opposite of what he's revealed in his word, then you're hearing the wrong voice. Amen. Amen. Enough said on that. One one final thing that sheep how we can be sheep is we need to follow we need to follow faithfully Jesus said in John chapter 10 verse 27 my sheep hear my voice and I know them and what do they do they follow me they follow me I did a little research and here are some reasons why sheep will stray from the fold they will stray when they are afraid when they're afraid, they will begin, they get jittery and they get nervous and they start looking for shelter 
Instead of staying close to the sheep or shepherd sometimes, they will begin to be driven away by the fear that they're sensing. And don't we see that sometimes in ourselves when we're afraid, when we're unsettled about what we're experiencing, the pressure, the, you know, just the atmosphere, the environment. Sometimes, rather than drawing close, staying in the fold, flocking up with the people of God and staying close to the shepherd, we go off into other places. Here's another reason. Because curiosity's got the best of them. Sheep will notice something over there, and they'd be like, oh, that's interesting. I'll check it out. Curiosity can kill you. It can hurt you. Stay in the fold. Amen. Stay where the shepherd is. Follow him. Don't follow your curiosity because there's a lot of danger and distraction out there that can really hurt you. Another reason why sheep will stray off is they're looking for food themselves rather than trusting where the shepherd has them. They're just looking for themselves to satisfy themselves. And that's a real danger point. But here's another reason why sheep will stray off. They're following other sheep. One sheep goes off, it's like, well, I'll just go where they're going. Well, that's dumb. <laughs> I shared this story a couple of years ago. In Turkey, there were some, there were 15, there was a, there was a herd of, or a flock, I don't know what you call them, of 1,500 sheep. And the shepherds went off to eat breakfast or something. And they were out in a field, and apparently they wandered near, near a, a, a cliff. And the shepherds returned to notice <laughs> that all 1,500 of the sheep had wandered over the cliff. What had happened was one sheep went over, and, and then the next sheep, and then the next sheep. And they noticed at the bottom of these 1,500 sheep that 400 of them were dead. But they broke the fall of the remainder of the sheep. So the larger percentage survived it. But the four, they, they, were, a, they were like a pillow to the rest of them. And their lives were saved. But... What happened was one sheep went and then the others followed. That's how it worked. That's how. Listen, keep your eyes on the shepherd, not on what everybody else is doing. Keep your eyes on the shepherd, not on the people, not on anyone else but him. Amen. So, and we have some some music it helps me to shut up so here's what sheep do sheep rejoice in the lord they bow before the lord they listen to the lord and they follow after the lord that's what sheep do that's your job that's your job that's all you need to do just say god i thank you that you're the shepherd and I'm in good hands with Almighty. Amen. And 
Lord, I just surrender myself to you. I'm going to listen to what you're saying to me. And I'm going to go where you're leading me. And that's it. And that's what it means to live in Jehovah Roe. Would you stand with me? Let's have um, those who are on the prayer team, if you would come up and be prepared. And we're just going to offer to you today prayer. If you have need for prayer for anything in your life, uh, the Lord is here today. We believe that he is here to heal. He is here to restore. He is here to comfort. He is here to answer. And he is here to save. The Lord is here today to save. If you're here today and you have yet to receive Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior, today would be a great day to give your heart to him. And you can do that even right now just by saying, God, come into my heart, save me. But if you'd like prayer support in that, these folks would be willing to do that with you. So let me pray. When I'm done praying, you're free to go. But yeah, you can come up and begin to receive prayer even now if you want it. So Father... Thank you so much for your goodness to us. And thank you, Lord Jesus, that you're the good shepherd, that you laid down your life for us, that, that we might have life and have it more abundantly. And God, we just thank you that we're in this fold with, you, with uh, your people. And I pray, God, that, that we will not run away from the fold, but certainly, Lord, that we will not run away from you, that we will stay close to you. Thank you, thank you, Lord that you are Jehovah Rohi, the Lord my shepherd. I literally don't have any lack in my life. Thank you for that. We love you, Jesus. Amen. Amen. God bless you guys. Have a great day. Come for prayer.